0: everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Muppets Take Manhattan two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand.
1: And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe.
0: And today we are joined by a recurring fave. He's been here for every movie and he's back for this one. Who are you, recurring fave?
2: <laughs> I'm Grant Harding, an old knucklehead from the Tough Pigs Forum.
0: Grant Harding, that old knucklehead from the Tough Pigs Forum.
2: That old knucklehead.
0: <laughs> what a thrill. <laughs> all right, and Grant is joining us today for minutes 59 and 60 of the Muppet State, Manhattan. We have made it to the one-hour mark, and in oh, these yeah. minutes, Mr. Skeffington uh, gives Ralph some instructions, then he leaves, and then all the dogs laugh at Snookums. So we, we start here with Mr. Skeffington, uh, James Coco's character, who's talking yeah. baby talk. To his dog Snookums, have you done your Have you done your Who is James Coco bit already? We did do Who is James Coco, but if you have more to add, by all means, no, throw it all in. I,
2: all I know about him is that he sang short people on the Muppet Show. That's my whole experience with James Coco. Sure, yeah, I think we mentioned that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and I and I should actually uh, correct myself. I mentioned in the last episode that James Coco, I said, was the only person ever to be nominated for an Oscar and a Razzie for the same performance in Only When I Laugh. First of all, turns out I was already wrong because Amy Irving in Lentil in Yentl Barbra <laughs> <laughs> Streisand's <laughs> Yentl was, was Lentil nominated. was the Mad
1: Magazine parody.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. It was like, you know, a Papa, Can You Hear Me parody about split pea soup or something. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, uh, Amy Irving in Yentl was nominated for a Razzie and an Oscar, but also in the, in the week since we recorded the last episode and this one, Glenn Close was nominated for both an Oscar and a Razzie for Hillbilly Elegy this year.
1: History ah. in the making.
0: Yes. So so third time. I said last that it had just been one time. It was two then. Now it's three. Yeah. And, and maybe she'll win. I mean, Glenn, Glenn Close, you know, has never won an Oscar. Every time she hmm. is nominated, it's like, maybe this will be the one. You know, they'll, mm. they'll, they'll actually give it to her for dangerous liaisons this year or whatever, you know?
2: Right. She'll have to change your name to Glenn. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, edit that out. <laughs> no way.
0: <laughs> no, that's good. Glenn, I got it. That's what I call it. All right. Oh man. All right. But Glenn Close is not in this and indeed has never worked with the Muppets to my knowledge.
2: Hmm. Let me check the wiki. Keep talking. I'll check the wiki. All right.
0: You, I'll keep talking. So what is happening here is that Mr. Skeffington is talking baby talk to his dog, Snookums, and then Ralph interrupts him to say, don't worry, we'll take good care of her. And James, uh, Mr. Skeffington says, him, Snookums is a him. And what I like about this joke, watching it in, in 2021, is that Ralph just accepts this right away, right? Like Ralph doesn't like laugh about the dog being feminine or something, you know? Yeah. Well, we, um, we
1: do. Noted last week, the dog is wearing a, a little bow, which you would normally associate with girl dogs, but yeah, whatever. Right,
0: Ace U wears one. That's right, he does. Oh yeah,
1: the, the lead character of Dog City.
0: Right, which um actually I just watched the other night, Dog City, because it was family movie night and we were running late. So I asked my kids to choose between the 2011 Winnie the Pooh movie which is sixty three minutes long, mm. and Dog City, which is thirty nine minutes long, and they eagerly chose Dog City, and were very excited. That is like, Did not seem to what, notice uh, that it's incredibly short. So.
2: What tickles me about about Snookums' gender is that is that Rolf himself, a dog, can't tell the difference. Can't tell a, a boy dog from a girl dog. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe if, if he had
1: sniffed him, him, he would have been able yeah. to tell.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Um, but anyways. Glenn Close, by the way, has been on Sesame Street.
0: Oh, oh that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not surprised to hear that she has.
1: What did she do?
2: Uh, the wiki he doesn't know. Uh, a clip from her appearance was in Stars and Street Forever with. Uh, oh, it was the one with Joe Pesci, right?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. the one where Joe Pesci plays Ronald Grump. Huh.
1: So huh. her appearance so, is out there somewhere.
0: Um. So, but b- back in this movie, Mister Scovington. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Skevington starts listing uh, Snookums' various needs, the first of which is breakfast at 8 a.m. exactly, which is kind of funny, but then follows that up with breakfast is quiche, which is so funny to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I Googled, just out of curiosity, I Googled can dogs eat quiche? Because my instinct was (laughs) that they probably shouldn't. And the first result I got was a website called whatcandogseat.com. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, this website notes that dogs should not eat quiche because quiche usually contains a lot of dairy and fat, and often onion and garlic, uh, with her onion. which are bad for dogs. So, right? Oh yeah, don't, that's true. E- you know, don't feed your dogs quiche.
0: But you could make a quiche without onions. You could. Yes. But if I mean, I guess, I guess, really, just give your dog scrambled eggs if that's what you really want to do, right? Oh like, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll eat that up.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah, they, all the other stuff.
1: The other thing about quiche, this, uh, I don't, I don't know if you have this in your notes, but, um, this movie came out two years after the publication of a book called a, a bestseller oh. called Real Men Don't Eat Quiche, uh, by Bruce Feirstein. The subtitle is a guidebook to all that is truly masculine. And this was it's like
0: a, a joke thing.
1: Yeah. It, it's like a satirical guide to what men should do and shouldn't do if they want to be like masculine, manly men. So I can only assume. That the filmmakers kind of had that in the back of their heads when they when they made quiche, the food that Snowcombs is supposed to eat.
0: Yeah, and this is this we should note. This is the same Bruce Fierstein who wrote most of the uh, Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies.
1: Is that true? Really?
0: Yeah, it is. Yes. Huh?
1: How do you go from writing a silly book about that's really interesting? Because because James Bond himself is like full of manly man stereotypes
0: right but like also those Pierce Brosnan movies are pretty cheeky about it too that's
1: that's true yeah
0: yeah. you you know so I wonder if like that's that had something to do with him getting that because I mean you know he wrote he wrote tomorrow never dies it's not like he wrote quantum of solace you know
1: right yeah yeah you're right it was a little like they were trying to move in a a different direction I think before they then tried to move in yet another different direction
2: right exactly (laughs) Um, maybe it's just me but I think Mr. Skeffington's chauffeur kind of looks like David Laser, Huh. Like, it's, it's not. It's not, but right, I, it kind no. of looks like him to me.
0: No, because David Laser is in this movie, as we established. He's oh, that's Liza right, he Minnelli's is. date at Sardis. That's right, he is. Yeah. Rizal Evad Gibb, if you will. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I will. I think Which, that episode uh, hasn't come out yet, so I haven't heard it yet. Oh, oh, huh. Yeah, I suppose not. Interesting
1: um what episode of the muppet show is that with the uh, rizal evad gibb
0: weirdly it's in two episodes linda carter and tony randall oh okay it's a it's a it's a magic word in both of those episodes
1: right right okay um, which
0: are both on disney plus go check them out yeah gang linda carter yes. especially is like one of the all-time great that's a good I one think. yeah yeah and you can watch all three seasons of wonder woman on hbo max check them out do <laughs> <Okay>. it <laughs> Okay, Cloris Leachman plays Hippolyta in the pilot Muppet show guest star, Cloris Leachman. Oh, all right. She sure does. All right. And then what happens next in this scene? Uh, Breakfast is quiche. James Coco demands that Ralph write it down and Ralph says that he has a photographic memory. So he doesn't. Need I to. always I always
2: misheard that line as phonographic. like that, that Rolf Rolf was doing a play on words and he was saying he has a memory for, for, uh, for audio, audio.
0: which would, which would make sense. I mean, I think the joke is that like a photographic memory won't help him with audio. Right. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I always took it, but that's, that's how I always described
2: my memory for, for, you know, Muppet quotes was phonographic memory. Sure.
0: Wow. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. We've never heard anything about Ralph's photographic memory before or since this, as far as I know, but, they should, somebody, no. somebody should bring back a reference to it.
0: Yeah. Although, do do did either of you guys read the Cam Jansen mystery novels as a kid?
1: My brother <laughs> did. He, he was... I did okay. not, but I, well, I know of them.
0: Well, they're not very good. I mean, it was like it was like if you <laughs> if you can't find an Encyclopedia Brown, sure, Cam Jansen, <laughs> good enough. But but she has a photographic memory. That's like the whole deal is that she's a, a kid detective cam. with the cam is short for camera isn't it i'm is short for camera exactly
1: would, would she just like look at something and close her eyes and take a snapshot of it yeah it take a like, snapshot yeah,
0: of it and yeah. then like later on she ends up having to like sketch the entire room for mm-hmm. things to like you know like show somebody where something was or whatever yeah um but so w- as a kid like that's what i thought of every time i watch this movie Oh yeah. When, when Rolf would say he had a photograph, Rolf is just like Cam Jansen, <laughs> the, the, the knockoff encyclopedia brow That's so cool. You know. <laughs> All right. What else? What anyway. else hap- What else happens in this one? Oh, then Rolf says, writes it down and says, Dog gets quiche at eight, whatever that is. <laughs> My
2: God, yeah. that is the funniest part of this scene to me, is is just him him muttering quiche, whatever that is.
0: Yeah,
2: he has no we, idea. Like we say that every time we make quiche, we say, you know, okay, we're planning out meals for the week, and we say, okay, Wednesday we'll, we'll make quiche, whatever that is.
0: <laughs> that's great. I love that. Yeah,
1: Ralph's not a fancy guy. He doesn't care about quiche.
0: No, he's salt of the air. Look, he look every night. He has a couple of beers, takes himself for a walk, and goes to bed. Yeah, like that's it. he's not he's not making quiche. But so then, Mister Skeffington turns to his chauffeur and, okay, tell me if I'm hearing this incorrectly. It sounds to me like he says Marvin put him on the desk. Did you hear Marvin? No, I didn't. It took me a while.
2: It took me a while to get there. I heard it as Boffin first and I thought that can't be right. So I had to listen to it a few times, but yeah, Marvin, I think is what he's saying.
0: All gets key, whatever that is. Marvin put him on the desk. Yeah. Which seems like a weird name to give that guy. Like if, if you're a screenwriter, you know, it seems it's like, first of all, I think of Marvin as being the name of, a toddler who poops in his diaper in a newspaper comic,
1: or oh, a not a
0: depressed robot. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> we each okay. thought of
1: a different Marvin,
0: and yours are yours are both way better than mine. <laughs> 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 like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Looney Tunes are good. Marvin the comic strip is like objectively terrible.
1: Well, it's just one of those <laughs> comic strips that's been doing the same five punchlines for decades.
0: Yeah, for like forty years at this point. Yeah. yeah. But, anyways, e- even so, yeah, none of those guys, including like Marvin the Paranoid Android or Marvin the Martian or Marvin the Poop Baby, <laughs> none of them seem like a like a chauffeur, you know? That's, like you that's think his last name? <laughs> no, it's his last name. Yeah, Poop Baby. Um, so I don't know. It seems like a weird choice if, in fact, that's what they're saying. Huh. Marvin doesn't have a wiki article. We should make one. Well, yeah, he says chauffeur in the credits. Oh. It, yeah, he, I don't think he has a... I don't think he has a wiki oh,
2: article. Did,
1: did we talk about the actor? I didn't realize he was credited.
0: Didn't last week, didn't you say that he was listed as chauffeur?
1: Is that who we talked about last week?
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> Roz was talking about how, like, serious he looks or whatever.
1: Oh, okay. Then we probably did talk about him.
0: Yeah, he, he has to play a totally, totally uh, stone face through this whole ludicrous scene. Right. Anyways, what what next? Okay, so then... Mr. Skeffington says, "Do you have any toys around here?" Ralph inquires, "Like what kind of toys?" And the disdain with which James Coco says, "Doggy toys."
1: So much contempt.
0: <laughs> well, so it's like- as though
2: it's as though Ralph is saying, "What kind of toys would you like?" You know, he's he's man, <laughs> right, you know?
0: right, yeah. What kind of toys, human? Sure, we have some toys for you, human. Um, no, but I was going to say it actually reminds me a little bit of Charles Grodin in yeah. Great Muppet Caper, Oh, yeah. Who, like, who often acts just like that, you know, about various things. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, this is a smaller role, but I think this is another example of, uh, how th- these cameos in Muppet movies are just like masterclasses and how to make the most of just a few minutes of screen time. Like, I think if, if James Coco were a bigger star, we might, you know, people might talk about this cameo the same way they talk about Steve Martin in the Muppet movie, just because there's, he, 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 there's so much attitude in just like two and a half minutes of screen time here that he brings. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. He's really good, but you're yeah. right. Like, like, I mean, I've seen him on the Muppet show. I don't think I've ever seen him. Like I said, I've seen, I've seen man of La Mancha once a thousand years ago. Yeah. And that's about it. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's just
1: like, a, he's not as like, famous as John Cleese or Steve Martin or Mel Brooks. So he just, yeah, we just don't quite recognize him as much, but we should.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's great here. Um, And then he continues on in describing the toys. He says, rubber balls, rubber fire hydrants, rubber newspapers, (laughs) which is so like, it's so funny, but also are rubber fire hydrants a thing.
1: Oh, I'm sure you could find that if you, if that's what you wanted for your dog.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. But it's not like a, I mean, those other two are like stock quoting, like, you know, regular doggy toys, right? (laughs) Yeah. When I was a child, I
2: had a whole bunch of squeaky toys that I played with that I now realize were in fact dog toys.
1: I've been to Petco and seen like they they have a lot of uh, cool toys that are made for dogs. But I, I'm like, oh, I would play with that. Uh,
2: in one of my um, in one of my puppet uh, puppet acts, uh, uh, a character is trying to eat a slice of cake, and the phone keeps ringing. And that that slice of cake is a is a dog toy. I just took the squeaker out. Yeah,
0: uh. nice. Um, when I had a dog, there was a one Halloween where they had Muppet doggy toys that looked like the characters dressed up in Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah, and it was like a Kermit Frankenstein and a Fozzie Dracula, and I don't remember, animal as a mummy or something.
2: That is, and like I was, several, that is like several layers deep, yes, yeah,
0: yes, 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 but a
2: dog I, toy of a Muppet. As, dressed as a monster,
0: <laughs> as a monster. But I was so excited to buy him. Like I don't think he really cared. You know, like the dog wasn't like, yes, finally Fozzie Bear dressed oh, no, up like a Frankenstein. I don't think, I don't think dogs ever care, or <laughs> right, right.
1: But here I found uh on Amazon a rubber fire hydrant chew toy. Rubber
0: fire hydrant.
1: Yeah, so they do no. exist. You can you can get them.
0: They, they do exist, just like the M and Ms when Santa Claus. They
1: do
2: exist.
0: They run that commercial every year for the last every, 20 years. At least 20. Yeah. It's yeah. it's wild. And I feel like either the CGI is continually updated or it was just like world-class CGI for a commercial because it looks good every year.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: I think it was the Will Vinton company they did. Anyway, anyway, Muppets. <laughs> yeah, Muppets. Um, all right. So then uh, he clarifies, Mr. Skeffington clarifies That Snookums prefers the Rubbo Wall Street Journal to the Rubbo Washington Post. (laughs) Now, um, of course, Ralph says, don't we all? But what I didn't realize as a child, and I don't even know if this is part of the joke. So help me understand, gentlemen. What I didn't know as a kid is that the Wall Street Journal is is right-leaning and the Washington Post is left-leaning. Oh, yeah. Right.
1: Ha, I guess ha, the Washington Post has always been a little bit left leaning.
0: I mean, I wasn't uh, reading the newspaper in 1984. Right. But I, I I would assume. But like, is that part of the joke that like the rich guy wants his dog to have the, the like conservative newspaper? Well,
1: and also the Wall Street Journal is very business and business finance focused. focused too, right. So, yeah, I, I think I mean, I guess that's part of it because they could have named any two newspapers.
0: Right, that's the kid. As a kid, I just thought it was funny that it's like, yeah. you know, he likes one type of fake yeah. newspaper over the other. Yeah, and, like,
2: and, and Rolf's little, you know, don't we all? That's that's wonderful. That's so yeah,
0: good. that's great. That's so good. Ralph is so <laughs> like we're talking a lot about James Coco, but Ralph is so funny in this scene.
1: Yeah, just he's uh, so droll in some of these exchanges.
0: Well,
2: yeah. it's it's if I can if I can detour again for a second. It's um, it, I think Anthony, you've talked in previous episodes about how how. It, how unfortunate it is that this movie splits the Muppets up mm-hmm. and, you know how, how nice it is when they're all together but uh, the advantage of splitting them up is that you can they each get a chance to go off and be funny all, all by themselves like right true. that's true there's, there's no there's no funny Rolf scene in Great Muppet Caper because everybody's everybody's there all the time right yeah but right in this movie when you when you separate them out you know I mean this uh, this scene with Rolf is just this
0: perfect little comedy sketch You're right yeah, it's interesting because you're right. It does feel a little bit more like the Muppet Show mm, for yeah. that reason in in those scenes, right? And
1: yeah. we even have Gonzo doing a
2: stunt that goes wrong.
0: Gonzo does a stunt. The Electric Mayhem are wailing and cooking. Right? And I wish, I
2: wish, I wish the Electric Mayhem got a full a full skit in this.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, and and we've talked about. It. Apparently, one was shot with Bunsen and Beaker in it. Yeah, I you wish they'd kept that because it goes by too fast. It, it goes by way, way, way too fast. Funny scene, but Frank. And I just wish it was out there somewhere. Like, even if it was a deleted scene, I don't know.
1: Yeah, who knows but, if those still exist?
0: Yeah, probably not. I mean, maybe it's at Frank Oz's house in a closet. You know,
1: could be, or somewhere at Sony in the TriStar yeah. vault.
0: Right, right, right next to all the Jumanjis. Well, they found the hidden, they found hidden all among all the Jumanjis. They found the alternate ending to
2: Little Shop. So, yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Which is which is wild, by the way. Like that, like I, I. Felt like I knew what that sequence was going to be like, and it's so much bigger and crazier than. Oh I was yeah, expecting. it's so
1: far surpassed. Yeah, my expectations, and just the fact that they've been able to restore it and it looks so great now. Yeah,
0: yeah. it must have cost half the budget of the movie. It's it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny because we hear all the time about Zack Snyder's Justice League, four hours <laughs> long, seventy million. But that's Yawn. nothing compared to that's nothing compared to the Little Shop of Horrors restored ending. I'm much more excited about that thing that I've seen. The the Audrey Two Cut
1: hashtag Restore the Audrey Two Cut
0: or the Oz Cut. Yeah, hashtag Restore the Oz Cut. Although Frank Uh, Oz is
1: usually pretty open about how much he listens to like audience feedback. Yes.
0: Yeah, it does seem like it was his decision to change. I think.
1: Yeah, he it was it was largely his decision. I think.
0: And 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 I've always thought it works fine. Like as someone who loves the musical and loves the movie, like I've never watched that movie. You know, as a high schooler or whatever, and been like, "This is dumb. The you should cut. all be in a giant cloth singing about how green they are now." Yeah, no, I mean, coming yeah. to my town.
1: Yeah, you it's know? fine. <laughs> and he added that little. You know, they have the the supposedly happy ending where they they go they get married and they're in their house, and then you see the little Audrey Two Head smile at the very yeah. end. So it's kind of like it's right. not over yet.
2: Spoilers. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers for Frank Oz's next movie. Next time on Frank Oz on. I don't know. What are we calling it? Moving right old Oz. We're going (laughs) to talk about. That was was next
2: after this one, wasn't it? That was next. Yeah. Yeah. I was
0: Um, in that musical at university. So was I, who did you play? I was, I was Audrey too. I was Mr. Mushnick. I I got eaten by you. (laughs) Wow. We were not in the same production. We should clarify for, for yes, but, but that's fun. We could do, we could do, um, what's the song where I'm like, little red dots all over the linoleum and you're oh, like He's uh, got your number not. we could do that suppertime well, we could do the whole song ryan you we, gotta be seymour ryan you okay
1: i could be <laughs> seymour my my siblings were both in a high school production uh my brother played seymour and my sister was one of the the greek chorus singers in the
0: same, in, i assume nice. the same production yeah yeah
1: um grant were you the the puppetry and the voice of audrey too
2: no, I was the puppetry. Uh, the voice was done uh, from the from the sound booth by the producer. I think. Oh, okay. Because okay. also but we had we had this wonderful thing. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to. Cut oh, you oh, off. I was just gonna
1: say also, uh, my wife and previous podcast guest, Stacy Rosen, was in a production where she was the voice of Audrey too.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool. So,
1: yeah, all kinds of connections to that show.
2: We had a wonderful thing. We um, where Audrey, Audrey one, um, uh, the girl who played her was an identical twin. And still is an identical twin, and so when she sang somewhere that's green, uh, her twin came out and danced with Seymour as a little in a little uh, fantasy <laughs> sequence. Oh, cool! So it was like special effects that you know? must have
1: blown yeah. the minds of like people in the audience who didn't you know who had no idea that she was a twin.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great, man. Little Shop of Horrors is good. Yeah. All right, everyone, good. go watch it. Listen to the cast recording, whatever, man. All right, but in this one. Uh, now, we, as we continue on, Mr. Skeffington, he continues talking to, he turns and talks back to Snookums and says, while daddy is gone, little lumpy dum-dums won't have his daddy to give him washy scrubby. <laughs> and that's when Ralph interrupts to say, very impressive, you speak Chinese like a native.
1: Yeah, Is that an expression or is that just something Ralph came up with?
0: I think, like, I think something- he's just saying like...
2: You're you're talking gibberish, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Like i wondered, like, is that is that racist? Is that borderline racist? I mean, because what he, what he's saying is you're you're you know you're you're talking. It's Greek to me. You're talking. You're talking. Right, Greek.
0: right. Yeah, it's Greek to me. Right. So well, then the question is, is I mean, I guess is is Greek to me? Like, would it be less offensive if it was that?
1: Hmm. I don't know
0: because that's weird, I don't know. You know, I I don't know. Um. So my my uncle and aunt lived in China for my entire childhood lived in the yellow river Valley for like 25 years. Their two of their three children were born in China, whatever. So when they were around, they would often speak Mandarin to each other
1: hmm.
0: to, so that like, you know, the rest of us couldn't know what they were talking about. You know, it's like, if they wanted to have a private conversation, they would just speak in Mandarin. So th- like when I was a kid, like that's why I thought this joke was funny. So oh. My uncle, my uncle Mark and aunt Renee, you know, would, was like speak Chinese life. Like, and it just, like, sounded like I had no idea, you know? So
1: Yeah, I think I used to think that it was more, like, uh, as if he was speaking the language of the the dogs speak. But that doesn't make sense because the dogs, like, dogs don't talk and baby talk like that.
2: Although, is is Snookum's, I don't know what
0: breed he is. Is he Pekingese? I think that's what we established we, last time.
1: I think suggested either Pekingese or Lhasa Apso, oh, or, or uh, Shih Tzu, possibly.
0: So maybe he would speak Chinese. That's yeah, well, like, well, like that's what my, my my wife Roz was on the last one, and she said that that's what she always thought that joke was. That like, because <sighs> the dog is a Chinese breed of dog, okay, or whatever. Listeners will have heard that by now. Hmm. Of course, but this movie is so deep, man. Well, I, just... I mean,
1: I, yeah, I would definitely like to hear what listeners think about this particular line of dialogue.
0: Yeah, indeed. But so, anyways, having said that, Skeffington then starts to give Ralph commands. <laughs> And this is another thing Rolf is very funny, right? He says, shake hands. And Rolf just goes, beg pardon? <laughs> Which that phrasing is so funny. Yeah. You know? And then he says, shake hands again. Rolf does it. Good boy. Sit. Yeah. Rolf crouches down. Rolf has this little moment of, oh, right, right. Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog. Yeah, we're, right, we're, right, right. Right. Yeah. I'm a dog. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so then he tells him to sit. Rolf crouches down. And then as he backs away, as Mr. Skevonin backs away, he's going, Stay, 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 stay. I swear James Coco says the word stay four different times.
2: (laughs) Four different ways.
0: Four different ways. Yeah, he says it four different ways in four times. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is what I meant. So, uh, over on our other podcast feed, we just finished a rewatch of the 2015 ABC sitcom, The Muppets. And I had not noticed that almost every time we see Ralph on that series, there's some kind of like ha ha he's a dog type joke like he's wearing a cone because he got surgery or he says he makes a reference to having worms or he makes a reference to having fleas like as if that's all the writers of that show knew to do with him and I wonder if this scene has something to do with that like maybe that's this was the movie that, that some of the writers of that show were most familiar with so they they leaned yeah. on the you know ha ha Ralph is a dog so he reacts to things the way a dog would type jokes
2: that is- they would do but, it from time to time on the Muppet Show, but but not a lot. Yeah, not as well, much. And,
0: and and here I feel like the joke is that he isn't also. Like like James James Coco is like sit and Rolf's just like, Oh yeah, I'm a dog. Yeah. You know, and then and then after he leaves, after Mr. Skeffany goes out the door, Rolf turns to Snookums and says, That was the most humiliating experience of my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> so It's not, I not guess like
0: it... Rolf is like, This is what happens to me because I'm a dog. Right.
1: It's not you something know? that comes natural to him.
0: Right. So I feel, whereas all those jokes on that sitcom were just kind of like, hey, what if a dog could talk?
1: Yeah, That'd be mm-hmm. funny. and, and that constantly dog reminded be us that he's a dog. Himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like,
0: man, that, sh- okay. can I do a tangent about that show real quick?
1: Do it. Sure.
0: On your podcast, which I enjoyed thoroughly. I listened to every episode. I loved it. I think listeners should go listen to it. Great analysis. You can find it.
1: If anyone has not heard it, you can find it uh, by searching for either the Muppets, the sitcom, the podcast. Or if that doesn't work, search for Muppet Fan Podcast from toughpigs.com.
0: Yes, it's great. Uh, I loved the show. I loved that podcast much more than I loved the series. But (laughs) so often you and Joe both as the hosts will say something like, there's so many good jokes on this show. And almost every time either of you do that and cite a specific joke. I'm just like no, that's a terrible joke. Like almost every time while listening,
1: sounds like it's like, two to one. Sounds like
0: you know, you're sure, outnumbered, yeah. pal. Like, that's why I. That's why <laughs> I didn't send either of you an itemized list. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you now that your podcast <laughs> yeah. is all over. You know, yeah. but um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I wish, I wish I had, I wish I had as much fondness for that show as you two both clearly do. Like, I, I genuinely mm. wish I, wish I did. You know,
1: yeah.
0: I want to like Muppet stuff.
1: Sure. We all do.
0: Right. But anyways, yeah, go, go listen to the Muppet fan podcast with toughpigs.com podcast Muppets, the sitcom, the podcast. That's the one. That's the one. It's good. It's great. I'll go ahead and say great. Thanks. Yep. Um, so anyways, then uh, after Mr. Skevon leaves, all the other dogs start making fun of Snookums for being a fancy lad. This is the,
2: <laughs> a fancy lad.
0: <laughs> this is this is an interesting moment, too, because ye,
2: all the other dogs in the kennel are Muppets. But yeah. you, you uh, kind of don't notice until they cut to the close-up and they no, start
1: talking. I really thought that a couple of the ones that were closest to the camera were real dogs in a previous shot. And I don't yeah. know if and they swapped no, them out or if they were just more realistic-looking Muppet dogs the whole time. I actually
0: don't and, know. And, yeah, it's possible that they swapped them out too. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they did that stuff on the Muppet
2: show. I don't right. think they did though. I think I think they're puppets the whole time, but they're they're in the background. You're watching Rolf do funny stuff. You're watching Rolf be dryly hilarious, and mm-hmm. you don't. Uh, and your brain just kind of goes, "Oh yeah, dogs." You know, you don't. You yeah, don't
0: notice. right. Um, but anyway, so I should note that two of the dogs, the first two that two of the first ones that we hear speak, are named Jim and Frank.
1: Yeah, that's fun.
0: <laughs> Presumably after Jim Henson and Frank Oz, but Jim is played by Dave Goals and Frank is played by Karen Pro. Right. Yeah. So, like, I really enjoy that. You know, that there's I mean, because Frank, I don't think Frank performs in this scene at all. I, I, don't, no, as, I don't mean, he, he
1: was his voice, presumably he was in the room because he was directing. He
0: was directing uh, the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless
2: he's uh, unless he's going back to his roots and being uh Rolf's right hand again. Rolf's right hand.
1: Oh, you know, there's a like a shaggy uh, sort of sheepdog-looking uh, dog in the corner. Could that be uh, Rufus? Maybe he he wanted to get back to playing Rufus.
2: <laughs> well, there he is Rufus again. There's a dog uh, played by uh, Richard Hunt who has one line, and I can't tell if it's Muppy or Rufus because I can't tell those two apart.
0: Yeah, I can't either.
2: Oh, okay. So it's not. But you Frank. think
0: that's, that's Richard? It's Richard. It's it's right. the it's the original Miss Piggy. All right.
1: Um, I do like that all the dogs but, have names on their cages.
0: Right. So so tell me if I got them all. We see dogs named Taco, Nikki, Haji, H-O-D-J-I-I, and Nichols. Those are the names that I noticed besides Jim and Frank.
2: There's also one there's named also- Tap, H-A-P.
0: H-A-P. Oh, okay. I missed that yeah. one. And there's also um, one called Homer. Oh. Homer. Yeah. Needle. But yeah, so all the dogs start making noise, and they're just all howling. And
1: one of them, when um, they're making fun of Snookums, one of them says, "Hey, Snooky, look at little Snooky ookums So, do you think this is where the <laughs> uh, Jersey Shore uh, reality star Snooky got her nickname
0: from? Must be. I sure. I sure hope so. It has to be, right? I mean, here's the thing: she's she's younger than this movie, right? So it's it's very possible. You yeah. know, I, I don't know that. That it's likely that it's (laughs) possible.
1: but I'd like to think that it is.
2: Haji is such an interesting name. I've Googled it and got no results for it spelled that way. Hmm. Yeah.
1: With an A. I would would expect to see it with an A, right?
2: Apparently there's a a character from Johnny Quest, a show I've never seen, named Haji, spelled a different way.
0: Right. And that's spelled H-A-D-J-I.
2: Okay.
1: Um, Taco says, little binky booter. Which is, I, I assume that a lot of these lines were just sort of improvised by the puppeteers. But that's, that's a funny one.
0: That's, that's weird because I thought Taco was going to sing "Putting on the Ritz."
1: <laughs> that would be that would be a great deleted scene. Um, I, Grant,
0: Grant is looking quizzically. Um, in the eighties, a singer named Taco had a hit with a cover of "Putting on the Ritz." Oh. which was that, that? was my introduction to that song. That was when I was song, a kid. Yeah. I thought that was just by Taco. Yeah.
1: Um, oh wow. But I was going to say, my wife has been known to address our dog as little Binky Booter. <laughs> ah, Naturally. Cute. Yeah.
0: Uh, but anyway, so so Rolf does try to stop this. He says, hey, guys, lay off him, will ya? But then they all keep howling. We want to go home. And then remind me, do, do we hear Rolf howl? We don't in the scene. Does not happen.
1: Uh, no, he just says, yeah, me too, and then that's, the, says, and that,
0: yeah. Yeah. that's the end of our clip today. That's the end of our clip, yeah. So any other thoughts before we go? That brings us down to the end. Uh, anything else about these two minutes before we go? Grant, I'll start with you.
2: Yeah, I have a few. A uh, couple notes about uh, set dressing. Um, There's a book on the counter next to Rolf that I think is called The Book of Puppies. Huh. It's hard to read. Uh, I uh, I Googled that title but couldn't find any, uh, any book that looked like that one. Huh. Okay. But uh, something yeah, I did find... Seems like a common title. Yeah. Something I did find is what when, when Rolf leans in to say you speak Chinese like a native, uh, you can see behind him a box of lollipops, huh. which <laughs> is a real brand of dog treats patented in 1952, now owned by Sargent's Pet Care Products. Okay. So presumably Rolf's contract with Purina Dog Chow had uh, expired by this point. Oh, yeah. they're allowed, yeah, so. allowed to shill other, other brands of dog food.
1: That's mm. where he originated, right? It was the Pirina commercials.
0: Yeah, that's what he was with, built with for.
1: Baskerville, the other Muppet Dog.
0: Yeah. It yeah. was it was him and Baskerville. Um yeah. I mentioned the other day, or er, I mentioned earlier in this podcast that I just watched rewatch Dog City with my kids, and the sound engineer in that special is named Michael Baskerville.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: So like I I almost said something out loud to Roz like my kids needed to get to bed so we weren't going to sit around talking about the credits, <laughs> but like this is a guy he like you know I looked at his IMDb he like worked on The Shape of Water and oh. like a bunch What's of Canadian his? bunch of Canadian television his name is Michael Baskerville and what do you say is his credit? He's a sound engineer on Dog City, not the hound engineer, not the <laughs> hound engineer, <laughs> right? But like that's what I mean, like. What a weird thing that, like, that's that uh, sounds like a joke credit, but
1: yeah, he's, yeah.
0: he's a real guy. He likes Does... his sound mixing for the TV show Degrassi, The Next Generation. Oh, like, wow.
1: Does wow. Baskerville appear in Dog City?
0: I don't think so. I feel like I would notice Baskerville.
2: Yeah. I don't remember seeing him. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think so either, but maybe he's in the background in some crowd shot.
0: Yeah. Man, they should have credited him as Hound Engineer. I wonder why they didn't. That would be great. It seems like a missed opportunity. Um, but how, oh, what a great special. Um, we should do it. We should do dog city two minutes at a time. All right. What, sorry. What? Grant? Oh no, just, uh,
2: you, you may have some more set dressing. You may have talked about this in the previous one, but the, the sign on Rolf's desk says, trust your dog with our dog.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah that's like great. That. Which is great. Great.
2: And, and, uh, and Rolf is, is the manager unlike, uh, unlike Scooter. So he's doing better than Scooter because Scooter said he was managing the cinema and he's, he's not, but, uh,
0: Right, Ralph actually true. did get a job in management.
2: Yeah, yeah. Something else I like about these uh, about these postcards from the Muppets is, is that it's it's kind of a similar device in a lot of cases to to postcards from Traveling Matt. You've you've talked in the podcast before about how Fraggle Rock was in production at the same time, or this was a on a break from Fraggle Rock. Yeah, and you know, Muppets talking about how talking in their postcard about how things are going well, and you see in in reality they're going poorly, and it's right, all of them. Sort of, Same same energy as you know, traveling Matt. You know, getting picked up and thrown out of a store, and and, you saying, "I decided to leave."
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 that's true. Ah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's it's especially interesting because none of the three credited screenwriters on this movie worked on Fraggle Rock. You know, right? So Hmm. maybe there was just something in the air. I don't know. J- Jerry Jewel was off writing those postcards, so he didn't work on this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they compared notes at times, but uh yeah, that's yeah,
0: interesting. Probably, probably. All right, Ryan, anything to add before we go?
1: Uh, yeah, a couple things. Um, so in the March seventh, 1983 draft of the screenplay, Snookums actually does talk. Oh. Um, after, so uh, as I mentioned last week, Snookums has two owners in the draft. And after the two owners leave, Ralph asks, how can you live with people like that? And Snookums says, uh, and in, in the stage directions, it says, he has a feisty little voice, like one of the East End kids, uh, sorry, East Side kids. He says, listen, pal, a guy's got to eat, you know. So I haven't seen any of the East Side kids movies, but I guess they're, it's just like a kind of a scrappy, tough guy voice.
0: Yeah, they're like. Um, so you, the, well, first of all, you gotta watch Angels with Dirty Faces. I should. You gotta watch it. I it's should. so good. Um, directed by Michael Curtiz of of Casablanca and Yankee Doodle oh, Dandy and, yeah. and Robin Hood fame. Yeah, uh, and White Christmas. Fame. Um, but they're just these not, guys were. in What's that? Sorry, I'm, I must be thinking of the wrong thing. That's not. That's not the name of the movie
2: that the, the pretend movie that he watches in Home Alone. Right? That's something pretend the movie in Home Alone is named
0: Angels with Filthy Souls. <laughs> <laughs> which is oh, a takeoff okay. on, on the actual James Cagney movie, Angels with 30 Faces. Yes.
2: I got it. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyways, they're in that. And then they were in a movie called Dead End around that time that has Humphrey Bogart in it, Joel McRae. Um, And then they starred in their own movies. Yeah. They were the Dead End kids. Then they were the East Side kids. Then right. they were the Bowery boys.
1: Yeah, I actually um, just learned this today after, <laughs> after seeing that note in the, the script draft and looking them up.
0: Sure. But they starred in their own movies for like... Fifteen years yeah. or more, like like like, well into the fifties. By which point they were all like in their thirties, and you know they're still playing. <laughs> they
1: like, weren't kids anymore.
0: Yeah, they're like playing like like you say like like scrappy like they're like like Ryan, you're a Fantastic Four fan. Yes, they're essentially what you would imagine the Yancey Street Gang to be. Right, I think
2: <laughs> you know. So what I want to know is in in this alternate universe where uh, in this alternate version of the movie where Snookums uh, spoke. Uh, who do you think played him?
1: Oh,
0: I would think Richard Hunt. Um,
1: right? yeah, like he did a yeah, they're, they're, yeah, I can kind of hear the Richard Hunt voice in my head. I, I
0: just think, I just think it would be like, like uh, Gunge from Fraggle Rock, right? Mm. Like it'd be that, voice. yeah, 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 yeah. Or you know?
1: who's the there was a, a character who appeared on Sesame Street a few times in the 80s, like Tough Eddie, I think was his name. Yeah, that's like, I don't know. He hearing does, that kind of voice, he
0: does Eddie in uh Captain Vegetable, and it's kind of that voice, right? Yeah, like oh, yeah. listen, to guys, gotta I eat like sp- you now. Yeah, I like spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. That's Captain a- Vegetable rules. What a great song! He
1: sure does. Let's all go watch that after we finish here. And it Do even- I look
0: like a weirdo? <laughs> oh, that's really good.
1: <laughs> no, thank you.
0: Yeah, that's way better than my Richard Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, quick, Ryan, do uh, Jerry Nelson do Jerry Nelson as Andy who likes candy?
1: Um, I would not be able to do it as well.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just Robin, right? Like, pretty much, it's that like uh, Farley. It's Farley's voice. All right.
1: Um, so, but I was also going to say this: this is actually maybe the saddest of all the postcards, if you really think about it, just because the whole scenario is is just strange here. Um, because like we said at the beginning, it seems like we have Ralph who is a sentient dog who we know he can talk, he can play the piano. And we've seen that he graduated from college in this movie.
2: I and didn't it's, think about that aspect of it. Yeah. He, right.
1: It seems like he he's just talked, taking yeah. care of these, these like lower, less evolved dogs who cannot talk dogs who are kept as pets and they put them in cages which is, you know, that's a weird situation anyway, because they're all dogs. It's like that whole thing of like, how come Goofy is a dog and Pluto is a dog, but Pluto is a pet and Goofy lives in a house. But, um, and then I also think sometimes about the Chronicles of Narnia, the books by C.S. Lewis, where it's established that, like, there's two kinds of every animal. There's the big ones who are smart and can talk, and there's the smaller ones who are dumb and can't talk. So those, it's okay to hunt those and eat them, because they're not the smart ones. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, it that's, could,
0: that's actually exactly how Lewis phrases it. The yeah. small ones who are dumb and can't talk.
1: Yep. Yeah, pretty much, right? I think.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Like, uh, so maybe it could be something like that. But then at the end of this thing, all of these other dogs start talking. So they must be almost as smart as Ralph, but they're still being kept in these cages. And and then you have Snookums, who in this version of the movie, the finished version of the movie, doesn't talk. So like, he's the one dumb dogs surrounded by all these sentient dogs. I don't know. It's just a very weird thing. And and all of them are miserable to be there, either because they're being kept in cages or because you know Ralph has a terrible job that he hates. So it's very strange and sad.
2: Maybe Snookums just doesn't feel like talking.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's just a little shy.
2: Or uh, he's like Sprocket. Like, he's smart, but he doesn't speak English.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Sprocket is way smart.
1: He is, yes. Yeah. He can do a great impression of... And
0: and a great impression of the Swedish chef. Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Sprocket's great. All right. So that brings us down to the end of this episode. We will be back next week with another episode of moving right along. But in the meantime, check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. If you want to tell us your thoughts about you speak Chinese, like a native, or snookums or anything else in these minutes, yeah. email us at moving right along at toughpigs You can follow Ryan on Twitter at me Ryan Rowe and Grant. Where can our listeners find you on the internet?
2: Uh, you can find me at abstract Grant on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh, I, 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 if I can uh, plug something, please. I, I want to plug my uh, my Star Wars fan film, which is. Rogue one alternate ending. You know what I is, made by puppeteering star Wars action figures in front of a green screen. And I think it's very funny and, and, and could have gone viral, but it never did. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's such a bummer that it didn't. I actually, as you know, I did my best. Yes, I have, I have posted it to strangers who don't know who you are. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Actually, actually, if you did, if had you not said that I was planning to bring that up because I uh-huh. love that video oh.
2: so much. Wonderful.
0: Um, And actually the first time that I saw it, I won't spoil, I won't spoil it. But the first time that I watched it was with my nephew and we both laughed so hard. Like, and again, my, my, my 16 year old nephew doesn't know who you are. Like he wasn't like, this is my uncle's friend. I better pity laugh. You know, he just, just thought it was a funny Star Wars thing. You haven't, you haven't told him all about me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I did say like, Hey, my friend Grant made this Star Wars thing. Let's watch it.
1: You know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll uh link to that in the show notes
0: yeah for sure and then everyone can d- tell all their friends to listen to this podcast and watch that video you can also uh, give us a positive review on itunes but you better come back next week when we will continue talking about Muppet State Manhattan on moving right along goodbye
1: sit stay 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 <laughs> woof